When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast, and we are one week into the offseason. Three days, two days, four days, doesn't matter how you want to look at it. Cody Del Mendo, Corey Friedman, Ryan Herrera, and I am Luke Stuckmeyer, a.k.a. Host Prime from now on, please. Host Prime? Sure. Yeah. Dion, no, I was going to start wearing all white, everything Grandpa white. Prime. You wear white hoodies, sunglasses to every show. Cody is not liking it at all. Look at the anger he has down there at me suggesting I could be called a host prime. Host prime. You know, we, I, Maverick, you want we, me to stick we with give, Maverick? We give, we, give you, we, we give you a lot, my friend. I can't give you that. I'm sorry. I somehow, someway gave you credit for, for predicting 83 wins, even though it should have never. I said it, 83. I don't care. It should have never happened. It's the Cubs' fault. Obviously, and uh, credit for being right. I, I gave you, it. I gave you credit for that. I cannot, I cannot go as far as saying that you are prime. Shane as, tells us this is day four of the. As offseason. the leader of Stucky Cause. Nation, or one of the leaders, I would say that when Cody is a multi-time Emmy winner, he can call himself <laughs> whatever he wants. Fair, okay. <coughs> credit to Corey. Credit to Corey. And Joey's running the ones. I'm still not going to do it. He's still not going to do it. Well, I, you don't have to until I start breaking out the white sweatshirts and the white hat and the shades. If you get the shades, and the, and shade, the shades have to the, be gold. If you show up here in a white hoodie, a white Nike hoodie with gold sunglasses from Shady Rays. Yeah. And what else? I am, I am thinking I think about that's a good it for start. a Halloween costume. Because, you know, kids will get dressed up. I'm thinking a gold S. Hanging from a chain, all white hoodie, all white hat. Maybe just like a, put the word prime across. Actually, it. now you change my mind. I'm in. What's the gold S? <laughs> you for? do Stucky. Yeah. Okay. If you do, th- yeah. I'm asking you to to come to this place to to where we and call maybe our jobs I would and, wear my Jordans. Maybe I break Ooh. out the original Jordans just for that. All white. I got to buy white joggers too, right? Okay. Anyways, uh, we're we're <laughs> talking about uh, Cubs baseball. They're not in the postseason, but you know what? Neither are the Brewers. That's mm, a real shame. It. Yeah, it's a real shame. See you later, baby. Uh, so all sweeps in that opening round. And a couple of things I thought we'd talk about. We'll, we'll talk about the offseason games from so, that we've seen so far. Talk about how the Cubs can get there. And at the end, we're going to play a little game of pass-fail, aced it. I'll explain later. Uh, hello to everybody in the live chat. Best way to enjoy the CHGO experience is to... Subscribe to the CHGO Sports 
YouTube page so you don't miss any episodes. Make sure you give thumbs ups and likes and positive reviews and all those things. Uh, we would appreciate that. So all sweeps, the Brewers were the only division champion wiped out in two straight games. Done. They're gone. It's like they didn't even exist in the postseason. So much for that. And they earned that division title, right? We can't say that. They did earn it, but just as quickly as they earned it, they lost it. All four of us have as many playoff wins as the Milwaukee Brewers in 2023. Credit to us. So do the Cubs. And, and the Cubs, yeah. But more importantly, us four, we have as many playoff wins as the Brewers this year. But it should sure. show you that, that this division, the, the Cardinals were garbage. The Reds and Pirates were exactly who you thought they were. You know, the Reds are a little bit better. The Pirates are who you thought they were. And, and frankly, so were the Cubs. But next year, it should be the Cubs division, period. It's a winnable division. The Brewers roll over in the postseason every year. They're not a serious yeah. playoff team. So, I was thinking about this this morning. Uh, last night, I, 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 hate, I hate watched and hate tweeted the, about the Milwaukee Brewers, and it was the only thing that made me feel something over the last two weeks. Uh, today, I'm back into my, my, my morning stage because what you just said, Luke, is exactly right. It's like it makes me it, it makes me. me even more mad that the Cubs blew their like they literally shit their pants on the on the way to the end of the year. That is that is essentially what happened. Uh, and I don't know if they would have beat Milwaukee in Milwaukee in two game sweep, but all I know is that it probably would have been an entertaining series, and I'd feel better about the feel better better about the season mm. if they just got to play in those games because at least we could have said that they yeah. made the playoffs. Yeah. I will say that game one, like Diamondbacks' bullpen shut yeah. the Brewers down. I don't know if the Cubs' bullpen could have done that same thing. We, we, we yeah. saw how just done they kind of were the, the last few weeks of the season, that bull, the Cubs' bullpen. Diamondbacks' bullpen was great in that game. I don't know that I could say the Cubs' Would have been able to do the same thing had. I don't know. I don't know if they beat Milwaukee. Partner. I'm just saying, like, if they could have just got a chance to play them, you know, anything happens. The Brewers led in both those games yeah. by not just one but multiple runs, and the Diamondbacks' offense pulled them back into it and took the lead. And yeah, game one, a lot of credit goes to Diamondbacks' uh, bullpen. Game two, Zach Gallen did exactly what he is. He shoved it down their throats, even though he struggled in the first inning or so. But he still managed to give them six strong. And then, the, you know, the, the Brewers, do they, they did exactly what I've always thought they'd do. They have the pitching. Everyone, like all the national media that were high on the Brewers going this postseason, they, oh, the pitching, the starting rotation. Yeah, but their offense stinks, bro. It's Christian Yelich and William Contreras and then a bunch of other dudes. That's what it is. That's what it's always been. And it, it just it just makes me ugh, so annoyed that the Cubs they did this to themselves, man. Just so yeah, it's awesome to see that Milwaukee sucked and uh, got embarrassed on national television again. But it doesn't make me feel any better about the Cubs. Yeah, I think like the two takeaways from what was ultimately a very quick wild card round. Um, kind of bummed about that. I like the wild card round, but. Uh, I think the takeaway, yeah, one, like, you should, the, the Cubs need to aim the, to be the best team in this division, right? Like, it's one thing if you have an organization that has operated as well and just hit on so many moves like the Braves, 
and you're staring up at them, or even in the NL West, you know, those teams staring up at the Dodgers. It, it, it's not that those teams shouldn't aspire to be better than them or beat them, but you know it's a tough task. They have a ton of money. They're at the top of the league in terms of player development and, you know, uh, the paradigms of, like, how front offices off. It's a tough task, right, to, yeah. to get to that level. But the Cubs have more money than all of these teams, and they are not looking up at a top-tier elite organization. The Brewers are very good at working with what they have, right? But what they have is less than the Cubs. And so you just look around. The Cardinals, people expected them to be good, and they were terrible. Like, you have got to be in a position, as we've all said, next year to take advantage of a weak division relative to the rest of your league, right? You would much rather be in the NL Central than the NL East or the NL West at this point. And at some point as a top organization in this league, which the Cubs need to get back to being, you have to take advantage of that. The other takeaway that I had from watching this is especially in light of the Brewers winning the division and getting knocked out, again, tough task, but you have to find a way to be a top two team in the league. Mm -hmm. Winning that division and being the third seed is really not much of an advantage. You just saw it. The Brewers' advantage was that they got to play the Diamondbacks for three games at home. They only played two games, and they got knocked out. Having Having your season ride on two games is really tough after you go 162 and win the division. So with where the Braves are and where the Dodgers always are, you know, the Cubs have a a tough task. Uh, The Phillies are also very good, right? Like, you have got to find a way to win your division and dominate a weaker division, but somehow end up in those top two seeds because this new wild card round, obviously when they were playing one game, it's even more of a gauntlet. But, like, this is a a gauntlet, and anything Mm -hmm. can happen in two games. When you're you're playing a five-game series after that, it's still tough, too, right? A lot of people think the Phillies might be able to take advantage of the Braves because the Braves have been sitting around, right? They play one game, then they got to have another day off. Then they play a game, could be the way the schedule sets up. So they've had a lot of time sitting around. But to Corey's point, you can't lose if you're not playing. Yeah. So at least you're through that first round without being knocked out in that first round like the Brewers and some of the other teams that are just like, well, the Blue Jays haven't been able to do it. But I, here's what I'm worried about. I'm worried, as a Cubs fan, that the Cubs won't see the priority or the, the this, this is it. This is where you got to grab the, this is the offseason to grab it. Dansby was the nice move, but this is the one to grab the division, take hold of it, and as Ryan Poles said, take the North back and we're never giving it back. That's what the Cubs need to do. You're looking at teams like the Diamondbacks, who lost 110 games two years ago, move on in the postseason, Mm -hmm. okay? Multiple teams that lost 100 games two years ago are moving on. I don't want that to be the St. Louis Cardinals in another year. So you better take hold of this division before the Cardinals figure out what's going on with them. They're a train wreck. They're a dumpster fire right now. But we can all say we all know the Cardinals aren't dead for good. Yeah. No, definitely not. So, yeah. so That's this why I embraced is, hating them all. This is the offseason while they're down to put your foot on the Cardinals for a while. Take advantage of free agency. Make some good trades. Develop your guys. But this is the one where you have to take the division. I'm curious the, the, because the we hear so much, and I know, you know, Ryan, you were there with Jed the other day and just listening to all of them, like – 
you know, they're, we'll, we'll see what they do. And I, I, I never try to read too much into that stuff because they, they don't like to say stuff that puts them at a disadvantage. Yeah. You know, people freaking out that Tom didn't say, yes, we're going to go over the luxury tax. Like, why would he say that? Like, yeah. why would he put that out in the media for anybody to know, for Scott Boris to know or for any? Because we want to know. They don't need to say that, you know? <laughs> so I try not to parse that, that stuff too much. But I do think that we did hear a lot about building a sustained winner, right? And that's been... The, the discussion and the goal for some time now. And I think that you hope that those seasons are in there, right? Like 2016, where you are a 103-win juggernaut kind of team. But I feel like when I hear those answers, I, I, I don't know that they have the same urgency that we do for like next year to be the be-all, end-all, right? I think they're looking at it with like, how do we get like 2024 to, you know, making up a year, like 2028, to be good opportunities to win from that period, right, with a certain group of players rather than right now. They've already like, said it, Corey. Right. Jed Hoyer said we can't be the Braves next year. That's, yeah. Well, I don't yeah. disagree with it, but, man, try. Yeah. But you look at those organizations. Look at the Dodgers, the Astros, the Braves, how many divisions they've won in a row. A lot. They have guys coming up every year. They've got prospects coming up, making a difference. Pitchers coming up, making a difference. Guys you've never heard of, not necessarily all blue chip guys, but like they're not wrong for saying that, you know, it's not going to be a one-year thing. And, and ultimately we saw that, you know, they, they, they got lightning in a bottle in 2015 and 2016. Obviously 2017, they went back to the NLCS, but they didn't, they leveraged a lot of that with the, with the farm system. And you ultimately saw they flamed out pretty quickly. So, I, you know, that is ultimately where I'm looking and why I'm still optimistic because of the strides that they showed this year and, and some of the guys that they were able to, you know, develop. And so that's where I'm, you know, yeah. hopeful that they're going to continue to make strides in that because, like Corey said, they have as much resources as you could ever want, as much prestige, money, you know, fan interest. And so there's no reason that they can't accomplish that, especially like, you know, looping it all back. The, the division is there for the taking. Yeah. I, I yeah, just well, to finish like like on that thought, it, yeah. like they I'm I'm fine with that, right? Like if they are trying to build a sustained winner, that is ultimately the goal. I think to your point though, Stucky, it it is I don't want to say frustrating, but like you do sort of see this like silver platter in terms of the division and what you should be able to do with it. The, the question, obviously, of this offseason is, does that timeline align with the moves they can make and where this system is to make it next year? But I, I think the ultimate goal is correct. Yeah, and when you mentioned the division, like the, the Cardinals are, they have a lot of work to do this offseason if they're even going to get back to, like, any kind of contention. Um, you know, the Pirates and the Reds are, are coming up. They got some good prospects that have been debuting last year or two. Um, but they're still kind of working their way back up the ladder. And, like, the Brewers, you know, Craig Council leaving would be a pretty big – if he does leave, would be a pretty big um, loss for them as far as the manager goes. And, like, Corbin Burns is already in trade rumors again. Um, he's got one year left of arbitration. And, um, you know, you don't really know if that entire core is going to stay intact in Milwaukee. So it's like, yeah. And the Cubs, well, they won nine more games this year than last year. I mean, without – considering the – collapse in September and missing the playoffs they did still take a step forward this season maybe a few steps forward this season in terms of developing some of their guys getting production out of you know like Dansby coming in and, and being this veteran leader gold glove defender 
Um, so they have taken steps this season, even though it didn't end the way anyone wanted it to. Um, so, yeah, it's so like the division The division is not – there's no clear front runner in the division, even though Milwaukee won it again. Like, they, they could be taking a step back themselves, depending on how things look for them in 2024. So, like, the Cubs for sure – as we talked about the other day, like I don't, I don't know that they're gonna just throw as much money as possible and like fix it in one off season. It's kind of what Jed said. Like <laughs> it takes time to to get to where they want to go. They can't really fix everything in one off season. Um, but I do envision them. I, I I think they see that the division is winnable, and it was winnable this year. Um, honestly, it was winnable last year. Like if they had a better team, I, I know they were in like the, still in the beginning stages of the rebuild. Um, but like even last year, the, the division was still winnable, just like in general. Um, so I think they, I think they recognize that. And I think even if they won't go completely 100% all in and, and go just blow past the luxury tax threshold, I do think, um, bringing in, whether it's free agents or trades or whatever, like they recognize how much that can help the Cubs really be a player in the division next year. They were in it. They were, they were, what, one and a half games back of Milwaukee on, after that giant sweep? Like, they were, mm-hmm. in September, still in play for the division crown. So, even with Milwaukee winning 92 games or whatever it is, the Cubs are right there, too, for, for most of the season. So, I, I think, again, I think they recognize that, and I think they will make the moves they see fit to help this team try to win a division next year because that should be the goal, right? Not just making the playoffs. Yes. Winning the division in a division where, as you guys have all said, you are the team with – by far the most resources, the money, all that kind of stuff. Like, this this is a division that the Cubs can, as they move further from that, you know, the teardown and, and into the next stage, they should be playing for division crowns every year. Brewers lose their, maybe their manager. They lost their GM. They're not that good. It's an opportunity is what I'm saying. The opportunity is yeah. there. And I know what Jed is saying, like, you can't, fix it in one offseason because there were so many holes. I mean, that was even more true going into last offseason. But this Diamondbacks team lost 110 games two years ago. They look like the real deal. I wouldn't be shocked if they beat the Dodgers. I wouldn't. Would you be stunned if Arizona somehow surprised the Dodgers? No. I would not. So how, how were they able to turn it around in two years and the Chicago Cubs cannot turn it around in two years? Well, because they, they were, were close, so but yeah. Because they were so bad for multiple years, they were able to get higher draft picks. Um, but I also think that their you know, their coaching staff, I've I've read a little bit about them. Like they're I feel like they they're kinda looked at as kind of how we kinda look at guys like Tommy Hadovy, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as their pitching. I mean, we were just talking about their bullpen uh, and how they saved them in game one. Like, the pitching that they have, that they've developed, they made great trades. I mean, the Zach Gowan trade with Miami, mm-hmm. they sent Jazz Chisholm and, and Guy Gowan. Both teams got success from that trade. Good for them. But I think that they, they were able to develop really good pitching. And then on top of it, Corbin Carroll wasn't even a top five pick, but he developed into the best prospect in baseball. He's going to win Rookie of the Year this year. Alec Thomas debuted last year. He had a home run yesterday. He's good. Cattell Marte, he was already there. Like he, he's been a very good player for a while. Like they, they were really good at developing from within. And organizations like the Diamondbacks, they have to do yeah, that. They have to. And so that's what what Corey was saying, kind of like what jo- Joey was saying when it comes to what the advantages the Cubs have. Like the Cubs. 
yes, it's taken a little bit of time, and the reason that it's taken more time is because they didn't make they they ran it back like three straight years after 2018, um, basically instead of like trying to shake things up, and that set them back. And that's why yes, Luke is taking longer for the Cubs to get back to this, even though they didn't lose 100 games in any of those seasons. But if they had shaken things up a little bit earlier, perhaps, and replenished their farm system. Perhaps they wouldn't have had to, you know, maybe maybe the Cubs would have been in better position this year. But I will say going forward with where the farm system ranks now, in the top five on many, many different, like, ranking systems out there, as long as they're able to, and it's very hard to do, as long as they're able to continue to develop, if whether they trade some of the guys that they have, because they're going to have to. They have so many outfielders, and their entire outfield outside of center field is, like, locked up. As long as they're able to continue to develop after they move some of those guys, then yes, there can be sustained sustained success with this organization. And we won't be talking about bad contracts that set this team back. What did we always say that the how the golden era ended? Basically, because a lot of like they were unable to develop homegrown pitching and even position players too. So to me, it really does start with organizationally on the farm. Like if they're able to continue to develop and then use those resources, aka Tom Ricketts bank account, then then yeah, you can you can you can have sustained success as long as they continue to develop. And I I they've taken huge strides. I mean, again, they the the pitching that we saw this year, and it, it's not even the best pitchers that we that we we feel like we're gonna see, they took massive steps this year. And it's, honestly, this is like all I'm holding on to for this entire offseason. This is what I'll be holding on to this entire offseason. The pitching took a huge step organizationally and on the major league team this year. You got it. Like, it's got to continue. They got to continue to do that and obviously continue to draft well. So, again, yeah, they. I don't think it's going to – I don't. I agree with Jed. It can't take – one year to get at the level of the Braves because it's not like the Braves are going out and spending dumb money yeah. on guys. They made great trades. Yeah. They, they, ugh, why were I'm why were the Cubs not in on Sean season. Murphy? They make great why, trades and lock up their own guys. Yeah, long-term. they they extend like every player they have. But again, they make great trades. They got they got Matt Olson. They trade for Sean Murphy. Like they they do it all on top of you know when they need to make a signing, they'll make a signing. You know what I mean? But so I'm not I'm not even asking the Cubs to go and and be like Steve Cohen and and pay yeah. all this money for whoever. I'd I'm, be down for it. Though. I I mean <laughs> I'll talk myself into it, no doubt. But I'm I'm saying that you got you got to get creative. This is the off season for Jed Hoyer to get creative, especially with all the prospect capital that they have, and uh you know the guys that are probably going to be available out there. This is like we're we're possibly getting a second chance at Juan Soto after not pulling the plug on him a year and a half ago. Or whatever, and you know, same thing with Pete Alonso. Whatever, whoever it is, there's there are guys out there, and the Cubs have the prospect capital to go and make a move like that. There, that's the re- like I know the Cardinals had a bad year, and I'm always going to shit on them, and I hate that city. But the reason that they are able to make those trades for guys like Arenado and Goldschmidt and some of the other trades that they have is that first off, they're they're t- talking trade with poverty organizations. Sorry, D-backs, uh, but. Even when they do move decent prospects that they like, they continue to develop guys. I they were high on Carson Kelly and Luke Weaver when they made that trade for Goldschmidt, and it just happened that both those guys flamed out, 
right? But also, they were able to develop other guys to win, to even though, to, to add on with the fact that they got Goldschmidt. They, they still have been able to draft well and continue to develop guys. I know the Cardinals right now might feel like a bad example, but as we both all have said here, we, we know they are not going to lose 90 games next year. I, I, they, they're going to at least be a 500 team next year if, if, if they do what they've been doing my entire life, which is just be super annoying and winning with dudes that you've just never heard of. So, yeah. I think, yeah. I think we've seen that just throwing a bunch of money at a bunch of free agents doesn't work. I think we see that like every year. How, Sometimes. How often it doesn't. I was saying how yeah. often it doesn't work I mean, the, out. The Cubs but it's were all about, a top it's all payroll about, team in sixteen. But it's all about the organizational health. It's all about having, as you said, the the good, healthy farm system all the way down to low A, um, because then that obviously allows you to, you know, backfill the roster with cheaper, good prospect players, um, or make trades for guys that you could bring into your team, so you're not going out and having to spend a bunch of money on free agents like that's. What we see with the Dodgers or the Braves or the Cardinals is just the organizational health in the system is always very good, and that allows them to do a bunch of things. Again, the Cubs, the last time around, didn't develop that. They reset, and it looks like they're kind of on their way to being able to do that, where they have guys that you're looking at is like, wow, this guy is pretty good. He might actually be a trade chip for him now instead of like this guy is going to be the, the guy they have to bring up to the major league roster to like – do whatever, right? Like, 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 they have enough good prospects and enough enough health in that system where they're like, okay, we don't have to keep everyone. We can afford to trade some of these guys to make trades for the big league uh, team um, while also being able to keep others that will keep this system healthy. And I, that's to – get, to, get, to get to that yeah. level of the teams that we've talked about, that's what you need in a I system. Think they're, like, I think they're getting there. They're, they're – they're piecing everything together, as you guys are saying, and, and you do want it to be that mix, right, of making smart trades, progressing and developing your own players to contribute, and also spending money. And I think they're getting there. I think to kind of like full circle on the conversation we started with, which is like watching these wild cards, I, I think like the immediate goal for me, right, is you have finished outside of 2020, which you can think of that shortened season however you want. I don't really care about it or it's obviously an anomaly, right? Uh, you have got to be the best team in this division, and at minimum, you have to start being better than the Brewers. It's been like five years since you were better than the Brewers. One year, they took the division from you, right? Like, outside of 2020, you have been behind them. That has got to stop. You're on the right track. You're moving forward. But I think what this year does in terms of expectations, you got the winning year, you're making progress, all that stuff. And as they all said, even with that, it's not a success because they didn't make the playoffs, right? But, like, 2024 has got to be the year that the Cubs stop falling behind a team like the Milwaukee Brewers. They've had their time. They've had their run. They're a well-run organization. But a lot of those pieces are leaving, and you're on the come up. You have to, like, pay that off eventually and, and start acting like the best team in this division which is where you need to be. The Diamondbacks and Orioles did it by being bad for a while and getting the draft picks. The Rangers have done it by throwing big money at it. It didn't work the first year. It has worked now. They've All three of those have gone from over 100 losses two years ago to in, still in the postseason right now. Three teams 
that lost that many games. So I'd like to see the hybrid spend a little bit like the Rangers smartly, but spend big money in the offseason. And yes, obviously, like Ryan's saying, the best way for any organization to be good for a long period of time is draft well and develop those players. Yep. That, that still has to happen, too. But the bonus of being the Chicago Cubs and playing in Wrigley Field and being, quote-unquote, America's team, like we want to be, is you got big bucks. Yeah, that's not Having marquee network, you got wheelbarrows of cash. Yeah. So until that sustained success of drafting well and developing your prospects gets there, feel free to go ahead and throw some of that dough down that has redeveloped all of Wrigleyville now and make this team the division champ next year, period. Like, shouldn't shouldn't be the Brewers anymore. That's I, the only way I, I look at it. I do think that the, the division will be better next year, like, just looking ahead. I, yeah. Like, I do think the Cardinals will be better, and I know they're the Reds and I know they're the Pirates, but those teams are like the Orioles and the Diamondbacks. Like, they're poverty mm-hmm. organizations that don't Line spend money. Finds but, they, but they have tanked enough and been bad enough to where they have, they have one of the top prospect systems in baseball, too. Like, if they actually did spend some sort of money, they would start to scare me based off the, the guys. That, I mean, the Reds, we all, I think at the beginning of the year, we all thought the Reds were going to be in last, and they're going to finish in third this year. And they're, like... I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure you. the Reds fans yeah. were disappointed in how the end, season ended, but they have to feel great about going into next year if they, with they, when they get more their guys coming up on top of maybe just maybe they'll sign a few veterans that can help groom a young team together. So like that's what I'm getting at with this is that the Cubs they have to use the one thing that they have over everyone else in this division, as in the resources, as in. The money, and again, that doesn't mean go and spend stupid Steve Cohen money. But you, like we've been talking about, like we talked about yesterday, you got to bring Cody Bellinger back. And if you, and when you do that, you also got to add of you got to add another power bat. So if that's Pete Alonso or Juan Soto, you got the the prospect capital to where you can make a trade for that and still be okay on the farm. These, like these, that's to me, it's Cody Bellinger, one of those two other guys that I said. If it's not those two, then Shohei Otani has to be an option as well. Like. That to me, that is what the Cubs need to be doing this offseason. Like what Corey just said, like it is time for this organization to be at the top of the division and act like the big market team that they are. So that 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 is my expectation for the offseason. That's what it should be for every Cubs fan. Because again, they've been building the last few years. Now it's time to take the next step. Not like this is the time to to act to spend money, man. Real money. Not not like Five-year, $85 million contract to say Suzuki, and we hope that he turns into this great guy. He's, he's been a very good player. Go spend real money on a guy who has been doing it here in America, whatever, that has, that has cemented himself as one of the best players in the league. De La Cruz says, time to do some biblical spending. There you go. Yeah. That's what I'm talking <laughs> about. Amen to that. Can I get an amen? Amen. Yeah. Uh, all right, Cody, tell us about our friends at Circa Sportsbook because oh uh, exciting week. Here in Illinois. Yeah, so Circa has came to Illinois starting this week. Uh, we had a great event over at Old uh, Crow in Wrigleyville with the Circa, Circa people the other day. Um, great swag. Uh, but the, the thing about Circa that I love the most, Luke, um, is that they don't, like, they don't limit people. You know, like on some of the other sports books, if, if you get on a hot streak, like, 
I've gone on a good one or two week hot stretch and on other books, and then they start to limit me. They don't give me those no sweat uh, Wednesday bets uh, on some of the books. You know what I mean? Because I've been winning too much. So too they, much of a heater. Yeah, too much of a heater. They're like, oh, he's been winning too much. We can't give him any more free bets. Circa's not going to do that. They treat everyone the same. They're as equal as equal is. All right? That's one of the reasons why I love Circa. Um, and their customer service is great. Uh, they're real people behind the brand who resolve issues in a timeline fashion, unlike other books that use chatbots, for example. Um, and they just have some of the best odds uh, on for sports books, too. If you like to compare, shop around, or whatever, I feel like Circa has the best. So, um, and on top of it, if you go out to Vegas to their casino and resort, it is incredible. <laughs> now, so, now it's giving me all kinds of weird cancel. stuff. Luke, when you go out to Vegas, you can go to Circa Swim and uh, you know just have yourself a time <laughs> while you watch uh, that video you're watching on your phone right now. <laughs> uh, download the Circa Sports Illinois at Circa. Download the Circa Sports Illinois app at circasports.com slash Illinois dash app. Sign up today. Also be on the lookout for Circa events, watch parties, and tailgates. If you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER, text GAMB to 833-234, or visit areyoureallywinning.com. Very nicely uh, done. Yeah. I love Circa. Almost as much as Corey loves Sunnyside. I was going to say, and I <laughs> love Sunnyside Cannabis Dispensary. Sunnyside is your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products. Sunnyside has everything you need to elevate your football season. As I always say, whether you are just starting your cannabis journey or you are an experienced user the Sunnyside staff is very knowledgeable friendly uh, I visit the location in Wrigleyville just down the street from beautiful historic Wrigley Field on Clark Street staff is wonderful the building is new and nice you can place your order beautiful easy facilities. online ordering and it is ready within seconds for in-store pickup they also have a great transparent loyalty program Sunnyside Rewards you can shop their house of brands like Mindy's, the best-tasting gummy and chocolate edibles created by James mm. Beard award-winning chef Mindy Siegel and Cresco Labs or Good News. They've got gummies, rechargeable vape pens, and carts perfect for great moments with the crew. Or high and supply. If, throughout, throughout the high they, supply. They're all they're great. great, yes. Throughout high supply is great it's as well. Fan. Cresco is great. Uh, that is the Sunnyside house of brands. Me and Joey, uh, you can catch us at the Wrigleyville Sunnyside, but it is Illinois' cannabis dispensary so find your preferred location it is also a sunny side thursday which means we get to decide who made us feel good in chicago sports this week as sunny side makes us feel good and sets the vibes for the weekend and in honor of my brother who might be listening to this i never thought i would say this on a chicago sports podcast uh my brother is a diehard anaheim ducks fan and you know mm. who made Chicago sports fans feel good this week? Corey Perry. Wow. Words I bet nobody yeah, thought never, ever. you would hear on a Chicago sports podcast. But Corey Perry scored two goals the other night, had uh, you know beautiful chemistry with Connor Bedard. The easy answer is Connor Bedard, mm -hmm. but I'm switching it up and going Corey Perry. Uh, sorry, Jason, out in uh, beautiful California. 
but he is who made us feel good this week. And of course, uh, our Blackhawks crew, our wonderful Blackhawks crew, will have post game after their preseason game tonight, where Corey Perry and Connor Bedard might do uh, more magic together. But that is our Sunnyside Thursday uh, Player of the Week. And through October 15th, head to sunnyside.shop. Use code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your total order. One use per customer, not stackable with other promotions. That is not only for new customers. Anyone can use our code. Pick up everything you need to elevate your football season. Must be 21 or older or a Mil- Illinois med card holder. Big, I, what big, about Alex Thomas? Yeah, Alex Ooh. Thomas, yeah. Wow. Alex he, Tom- he did Alex make Thomas. me feel good. I, yeah. I, I, yes. I, the, 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 we'll, give, we'll also <laughs> shout out the PHNX crew yeah. for taking out the evil Milwaukee Brewers. I, I, I call, oh, as too. we call them, CHGO West. Right, CHGO West. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, uh, and then what? Like CHGO Rocky Mountain is DNVR or what? <laughs> CHGO East is Philly, yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> Perfect. CHGO Mountain. We call him CHGO Mountain Time. I was joking with with Cody, though. Like, honestly, I I enjoy hate watching the playoffs. I have a lot of enemies in the playoffs. Same. Uh, The Diamondbacks took care of our main enemy. Pretty much I was watching these playoffs like anyone but the Brewers. I have other teams I don't like, but, like, can't have that, Mm -hmm. right? I, I would like to be watching the Chicago Cubs in the playoffs. Hate watching is fun. I was, you know, cackling like Cody at some of the stuff, you know, in these Brewers Diamondbacks games but you know again there is a feeling of like this is not what we should be doing it's funny to laugh at them but they were in there and we're sitting here you know so yes they all won the same amount of playoff games like they played two extra games than the Cubs yada 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 but uh, enough right like it's fun I can laugh at it but 2024 I want to be watching the Cubs in the playoffs yeah now and it's not really hate watching now because the Cardinals and the Brewers aren't involved but I kind of want to see the Braves fall, and I'm going to make a, a montage joke every time I can during this Phillies Braves series. Um, and I, you know, like kind of like what Luke said yesterday, I kind of want to see Schwarbs do well. I those I, look. So I got to be honest. Video with you. of him celebrating. It hurts. Yeah. Those vibes. The 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 Phillies have like crafted somehow the most like Philadelphia team they possibly could. Yeah. 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 I, I, and Blue it's, collar. It, it's uh, well, and they're just slamming beers yeah. in there. They're ready to party. I, I love it. It's amazing. Like sometimes the team matches the city like so well. It feels like you're watching an, an episode of Always Sunny when they're like in the clubhouse. Right. You're like, just waiting for Frank to come out as the fits, GM. Like this, it this fits so well. Uh, I do want to answer Garrett's question because I see it. No, Craig Breslow did not officially leave. That rumor has not yeah, been no. followed up on. And I believe one, there was one rumor was from saying Peter that it was possible, and then I, I believe Sahadev from the Athletic quickly, said so there was no contact. There was no contact. So, so, I, so yeah. something to monitor, right? Sure. I, I think his family still lives in Boston, and if there's an opening, maybe he would do it. But as far as officially, no. No, there's I, no, there's no, yeah, official word on that yet. I also, I mean, I still stand on. The Diamondbacks being the team that I guess I'm rooting for, but I I I guess I'm I guess I'm on board to see PHLY. I also honestly like I wanted the Rays out. I have no ill will toward them, but that showing in the playoffs and you know I know there's like nuance to that. It's it's not in a good location and like you're talking about the fan yeah, showing or I, I, I less care, than I immediately thousand people combined in two games. It, it's a it's That's a bad horrible. stadium. Move I think franchise. it's in a bad location. But like I was, I'm like this is not Move good them. for the game of baseball, man. Like they they kept showing like they would 
pan up and it was empty. I'm like, this isn't good. Give you have the these, team to Charlotte. You have these like other like electric atmospheres. Yeah. <laughs> like our boss Brandon <laughs> was at the the Phillies game at, at Citizens Bank last night. Like in some of the videos he was posting. I mean, it's electric. We know Wrigley Field would be electric. Like that's what you want. It's good for the game. And that that just looked awful. So I was I was glad the Rangers. Won. I know they're getting a new ballpark, but the Rays would be perfect in Arlington Heights when the Bears back out. <laughs> You want three teams? No, the White Sox go to Nashville. Oh, uh, okay. I, yeah, I mean, overall, I guess I'm – I don't really care who wins now. I'm just glad Milwaukee's out. So, But, man, <clears throat> the video we posted today or that I posted of Schwarber, like, just pounding the beers or whatever and they <laughs> singing the song, like – Yeah, but he was very Chicago, too. Yeah, I, sure. I'm just so, like – the That's more the and more I think about it, he yeah. is no, the one. No, he's like a chameleon. You know, he can match the vibe. Yeah. He, he is, can vibe with anything. He's he the is, one that hurts the, out of that group. He's the one. Like, I always thought that Rizzo was going to be the one that hurts the most. And I, and, I, and I love Anthony Rizzo dearly in the most fan way I possibly can. But, man, we sat here and we talk about we need left-handed power, man. Like, God. It was that they got nothing. Uh, also, that not they got I, the guy. I, would, I, I gotta say, I would enjoy him. Rizzo before he got the concussion was, was really good for the Yankees. That yeah. one hurt a lot, but I I, I would love because we we have these conversations, and I'm not comparing them actually, but we have these conversations in our YouTube chat like every game about Patrick Wisdom. Like Schwarber is the most extreme of that kind of player. He yeah. hits 190, but he hits 55 home runs or whatever it is, right? The conversations about him would be a lot of fun because some people just can't get over the average, right? But right. he's producing. That would be kind of and funny. And the Phillies, like, lead him off every game. Yeah. yeah. Something that, the, that Joe Madden tried to do, and I think he gave it, like, three months, and then they finally stopped doing it. But, I mean, I don't know. I mean, that – the year that they he did that, I think that was what 2017. The Cubs went in. I'll see us that year anyway. But yeah, I, I also I, think with Schwarber, like he's talked pretty openly about like that getting non-tendered was a pretty big wake-up call for him because he did mm-hmm. have. A, I mean, 2020 yeah. was a weird year anyway, so you don't want to base a whole career off one year. But like, it was a pretty bad year for him. It was, and he's talked about like how yeah, not getting a contract after that. Although part of that was obviously the financial stuff and the Cubs with the whole pandemic, but like. Him talking about like how, yeah, the wake up call that he got, like that, like how that kind of added some perspective on his own career and stuff. Yeah. Like, who knows if they if sometimes they do, players need that, right? Stuff. Like, who knows yeah. if they do tender him the contract if he puts up the numbers that he has the past few years? Uh, maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. Whatever, but like for him, I think at least what he's said publicly is like that. That was like the start of him trying to like realizing he needs to turn his career around. So, yeah, I. I, I just – I know it's painful I like, to see what he's doing now for Cubs fans. Like, I, I completely understand he's that. He's in the like, postseason every year. Yeah. yeah. Like, I every year you see him shaking he, up the champagne. And he shows, like, I he shows why, up in October I understand why time, Cubs fans, man. like, they take pain in that because it's, it's their, it was a, a core player from the World Series champions that's, that's doing it for someone else. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't know – I don't know how, it, how his career looks if he's still with the Cubs right now, honestly. But you wanted him to be the guy that was always thought of as a Cub. Yeah. Because he started as a Cub. They drafted him. They got him to the World Series. He showed up like some superhero in the World Series to play. 
They win the World Series. Yeah. He's a Chicago type guy, right? Went to Indiana, and Midwest guy. and and now he now Thanks. he just he's all over the place. Yeah, Midwest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess that, that that's one thing. Like, I'll root for the Diamondbacks over the Phillies because, like, I. I, I, I want Schwarber to have success, but I always want people to remember the one World Series he got was with the Cubs. So, What year was that, Cody? 2016. Oh, 2016. Never forget. That's cool. People forget, though. <laughs> so I, that's why I, I do said. also think, you know, like, just thinking about these playoff teams and, and especially thinking about the Phillies and what they've done with, uh, you know, like Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola, like, th- this is like the least uh, novel observation when you're watching the baseball playoffs, but, like, Pitching, 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 pitching. You need pitching. Yeah. And I think the Cubs have a, a really solid, like, group in that rotation. Um, and I, I've seen it discussed a lot. Like, if Stroh picks up that option, if they do intend to keep Kyle Hendricks, like they've said, not a lot of room. And there's yeah. not a lot of money to fill all this stuff. Like, I, I don't know if I'm – I don't know if I'm sold on that group being – I think they're good enough to to compete and win the division, but to Not to truly excel right. in the playoffs, especially if you have to get through this short round. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think you need another top okay. of the rotation guy, or you had really better hope that Marcus Stroman is all star. Marcus Stroman, start to finish. Yeah, which that, I, does he have a what, does he have a no trade clause? No, I don't believe so. But like, but I was I was under the same impression. Like. Like if they can't add to this rotation, I don't know, especially in a two like a three game, you know, two, uh, best two out of three series. Like, do they have the high end starting pitching to mm-hmm. get through a quick series like that? I think Justin Steele, if he pitches like Justin Steele did in twenty twenty three, if he could do that next year, like, you believe in that? But yeah, Stroman is like, if he does opt in, like that's the X factor. If he's if there's no other additions to the rotation, like he has to be first half Marcus Stroman, right? For them to like, especially if they have to play that wild card round, mm-hmm. like he has to be that guy for him because I, I think they, they obviously trust Kyle Hendricks and he was effective, but if it's like a game two or game three wild card, like he's not he's not sixteen seventeen Kyle Hendricks anymore. Right. Like he's he is past his prime. Um, not that again, not that they can't trust him to produce in the big moments, but it's like you do want just a higher end starting pitching in well, those and, types of games. And like you look at yesterday and some of these teams put up some some you know a couple of the Rangers and Phillies scored seven runs but the four teams that lost and ended up getting eliminated uh on Wednesday none of them scored more than two runs. One run, two runs, two runs, one run. Like you got to shut teams down in the playoffs. And we know the Cubs don't have the bullpen right now. They've got work to do there. They're going to have to promote some guys, bring in some free agents, trade for guys, etc. We know that. But, you know, looking at the rotation, I, yeah, I feel like you would want one more, like, top-tier guy. And we'll see what happens next year. Obviously, we don't know what progress or what role guys like Ben Brown or Cade Horton, who's flying through the ranks, like, where they're going to fit in and things like that. But, yeah, it, you know, that's, I think, one of the key starts for this offseason is, is looking at their comments on Kyle Hendricks who I think they should keep. Like, I, I, I would like him around. He was very good, and he's, you know, one of the last – he is the last standing from the, the 2016 Cubs yeah. that won the World Series. But Jamer Candelario. Right. Free <laughs> uh, agent. But, like, yeah. yeah, like, if Stroh opts in, like, you, you've got a, a decent amount of space and, and money crept up in that and what they decide 
you know, where Jordan Wicks is fitting in, what role yeah. Javier Assad is playing, like, in all of this. Jamison Tyone obviously showing signs over the the end of the year. And that's also another one that we can't really answer, right? Like, like he as he's talked year? about, I mean, he could be a totally different pitcher. There's a lot of adjustments that he just couldn't make. You might make. actually find, you might finally look yeah. like the Cy and, Young guy we were hoping for this year. And, like, maybe that <laughs> would, maybe that <laughs> would change things, that right? That stupidly but, bet on, yes. <laughs> That's that is, me to admit. that is one of those things that stands out <laughs> when you watch odds. these games. Like you need the pitching yeah. and you need to be able to play close games and shut teams down because yeah. that's the best way to win in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. and Stroman, according to Spotrack, no, no, no trade clause. No, no trade clause. So, so he could opt in and you still could trade him. Yeah. And you could probably still get decent value for him because he is a starting pitcher who has had success throughout yeah. his career. And it's only for a one-year sure. deal, so it's, it's not like deal. not like yeah. teams are taking on like a bunch of long-term money right. for him. I don't, I, I don't like the idea of getting rid of good pitchers yeah. unless you're able to replace him with a good pitcher that's a different style of pitcher, right? Like yeah. if you, you get a guy that's more strikeout friendly, then okay, move things around a little bit. I move the chess pieces. It's it's. It's kind of frustrating in my head because, like, I've, I've been a – I think as far as most fans are just on the show, I feel like I've supported Stroman more than most people, even in the second half when things didn't go well because I know how good he can be when things are going good for him. Uh, I just think it's with the type of rotation the Cubs have. Like, you know, if you have a Kyle Hendricks and a Justin Steele – and Jordan Wicks, and with Stroman, it's just like there just isn't a lot of strikeouts, man. And that, to me, that's what this rotation needs to be better at next year. They need more strikeouts. And so I I think I do think that if he does opt in, I, I think it would be smart for the Cubs to move him. And it doesn't even have to be for, like, a, a guy who can play now, but, like, maybe a, 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 a prospect on the way or whatever. Because I think if they did trade him, then they really would go go find a pitcher that can give more strikeouts. Well, and we know that Jed was uh, in Japan watching uh, Yamamoto mm. pitch. Like, is that yeah, a route yeah. they explore? You know, I don't know. But obviously, like, you look at Kodai Senga, who came over for the Mets, had a really, really nice year. Yeah. And that's in a year where he's still sort of figuring things out. But that ghost forkball that he throws is one of the nastiest pitches yeah. in baseball. He was getting so, late season, wasn't like his, Cy Young. Yeah. His ERA, I believe, was one spot ahead of Justin Steele. Something by the end of the year. By yeah. the end of the so, year. like, you know, and, like, is he the answer? I don't know. But, um well, and to, to answer Eddie's question, you, you need more strikeouts because, as we saw, this pitching staff did not get enough swing and miss. Two, the Baseball is a game where if you put the ball in play, things can happen, right? Bad things can't happen guys can hit fly if they balls. strike out. Yeah, yeah. Guys drop That's fly it. balls. Guys yeah. throw it over guys the shortstop. Guys make errors. Guys, guys make things errors. like that. that make you want to pull it, your it hair just, out. It just limits it, – it increases how luck factors into things, right, or defensive positioning, things like that. Abip, right? Like it, it, it just happens that way. So you need more swing and miss because it limits randomness. They just strike yeah. out and go sit down. Yeah, <laughs> you know? like, so. like they built, like by getting Dansby moving Nico back to second, like with PCA in center field potentially, or if they bring back Cody Bellinger, like they have the defense mm-hmm. to like overall, like long haul withstand, like just having similar pitchers again. But as you said, like it's just, if you can eliminate that and like eliminate the risk of an error yeah. by putting the ball in play more often than than they did this past season, 
Like that's when that's it's why especially you, you know, and, and and you always want more swing and miss, but I think it's especially important if you're if you're still not at that point. We always go back to that Jed quote where he says you need to blow teams out, right? Yep. We'll see if they get there with the offense that they build. If you're not, and you know when you had a bullpen like the Cubs did, if you're playing a lot of close games, the best way to win close games is by nobody putting the ball in play because mm-hmm. that's how bad things happen. You know, you see it You see it all the time. I mean, I think uh, yesterday it was the Twins and Blue Jays game when the Blue Jays were mounting a rally. They changed pitchers. Guy came in first pitch. It was a little bleeder like the one that broke up the mm-hmm. Drew Smiley no-hitter. That's a really good example, right? That's why you need swing and miss because stupid things like that, it's a 40-mile-per-hour, it's almost a foul ball. There it is. It's a hit, right? Now you've got trouble. So if you're not blowing teams out, the best way to manage that and win close games is by striking guys out because then the it doesn't make walks hurt as much. It doesn't make little balls that find, you know, seeing-eye singles, things like that, like – and the Cubs just didn't have enough of it. You can live with contact pitchers. Kyle Hendricks right. is is a yeah. is a prime example of that. It's not that everybody has to do that. The Cubs just didn't have enough of it. Yeah. You need a little variety in your lineup and in your uh, pitching staff as well. You don't need variety when it comes to Shady Rays. You only need Shady Rays. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. Mm-hmm. For the warm weather ahead with premium solar uh, polarized shades and affordable price. They're great in the fall. But they're even better in the winter when that snow comes and you get the reflection off the white snow. Shady Rays, an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product just as good as any expensive pair we've ever worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us, They'll send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you buy them. And together with their customers, Shady Rays provides much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the U.S. through Shady Rays Impact. From building play sets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS the outdoor adventure of a lifetime, Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others like it now and for years to come. If you don't love your Shady Rays, Exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and make sure you use the code CHGO. They'll give you 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over a quarter of a million people. You know, when I think of Shady Rays and, like, it, it's – starting to get colder in Chicago now. Mm-hmm. So I'm like thinking of Shady Rays, having my Shady Rays on next to the pool. And when I'm envisioning that, I also have one of the many beers of Goose Island in my hand. Goose Island is the official beer of CHGO, Chicago's beer since 1988. Like their beer roster is incredible. Oktoberfest, Beer Hug Family, 312 Wheat Ale, Full Pocket Pills. Um, I did the beer bat yesterday for the first time ever. I completely embarrassed myself. Corey was already talking crap about me. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get better, but I did it with a three one two, and that's what I'm gonna keep doing it with. Those three one twos are amazing, Corey. That's your favorite Goose Island beer, absolutely. Um, so yeah, so grab ultra fresh brewery exclusive beers at Goose Island Original Brew House on Clybourne Avenue, in Lincoln Park, or from their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer. It's I great. still think that you should do the beer bat once a week, in celebration of the softball team. Which is a possibility. And yeah. for your practice, like you said that you wanted to do. 
But do I want to keep practicing on camera? Like that's like keep keep embarrassing pressure, myself. That's that right? uh, I did it for an entire season and then got shit on by the entire internet. That whenever was your I, well, it was big of me. I don't think there was any defecating. It, it was it, <laughs> it's big of me. It was big of me to do that. All right, whatever. Uh, but yeah, no. I, I just think it would be fun off season content. That's Goose Island, <laughs> love Goose Island. Love. I'm a big three one two guy myself. Um, but yeah, they got great beer rosters. So make sure you go and get yourself. Any of the many great beers that Goose Island offers. All right, we got three minutes left. A quick game of pass, fail, aced it. First name that pops in your mind, or maybe it's not a name. Maybe it's a part of the team or a part of the franchise. Who are you giving a passing grade to, Cody? Go. Justin Steele. Corey. The first name that popped in my mind was Seiya Suzuki. Pass. Very nice. Yeah. Ryan. My passing grade would be uh, Jan Gomes. Jan Gomes, that's good a call. good one. Yeah. I'll, I'll say Jamison Tyone. It wasn't, it wasn't a fail for me because of the way he finished the season. I'll give him a pass in his first season. My fail, Eric Hosmer. <laughs> oh, we get to pick from those guys? Pick anything you want, <laughs> anything from this year's um, Cup season. Yeah. Maybe, it's, maybe it's just the offense. Maybe it's just the pitching staff. Maybe yeah. it's the GM. I got mine. I'd say my, my fail is probably Keegan Thompson. Mm. Just didn't, um, you know, yep. just didn't keep up what he did in 2022. He was not reelected. No, there, there's still, you know, there's still potential that he could maybe figure some things out this offseason with the pitching infrastructure um, and come back and contribute next year. But it just wasn't a, a year that, he, that the Cubs envisioned him being out of the bullpen this year. So that's, that's mine. Got a fail? Trey Mancini. <laughs> Trey Mancini was a sub-replacement level player who started for this team on July 30th. When you miss the playoffs by two games or whatever it was, it's not his fault. I would throw the, the, the big three in there, Hosmer, Barnhart, Mancini. Just a huge waste of time. Torrens. <laughs> and Torrens. I, they used almost a full player's worth of plate appearances on sub-replacement level guys, and it, it, it hurt them. That's, that's the huge fail, I think, for, for this season. Uh, a fail. Um, Jameson Tyone. After Luke just passed. Oh, I, well, that's all right. I gave him a pass. You can give him a fail. You gave him a pass. I gave him a pass I, because the way he finished in some big games that mattered late. That's true, but it's also trending up. I'm trying but, to keep but, the vibe positive. I, I would lean more Cody on this. But also, but, if yeah. he was, to if he was at least more here. consistent, what I was going to consistently better all season. They're probably not collapsing in September because they probably at least there has to be a hand. There would have to be a handful of games in April and May that they won with him as the pitcher. If he was just. Just good enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's insane how many different things you can point to this season, like thousands of little things that happen that. Oh, we could do. We could literally do this every Thursday. (laughs) Who aced it, Cody? Who aced it for the Cubs this year? Cody Bellinger. Justin hey, Steele. Yeah. Dang. I would say Justin Steele. Um, I said pass, but I didn't. Whatever. He, he aced it. He aced I, it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, mostly, obviously, his he, he had a, a, you know, not his best starts to finish the year, but for a guy who started the previous season in a kind of hybrid role to continue pitching at a league best level for yeah. so much of the season, putting the, that, 
you know, uh, usage on his arm for the first time, like being that guy for the first time coming in with those expectations, he nailed it. Um, and I'm very excited for his future. I would say he aced it. He, he is an ace and he aced it. Yeah. Um, I'd go Julian Merriweather. Mm. I think Good call. He, there was, I mean, he's not like a prospect by any means, right? Like he just didn't have a lot of major league time because of injuries or ineffectiveness, whatever it was. Cubs saw something in him, got him this offseason, brought him in, worked with him, and he turned into, I mean, for most of the season, like when Ross had four reliable relievers, he was absolutely one of them. And at the end of the season when two of them got injured and the other, a third one just lost his effectiveness, like Merriweather just continued to be, for the most part, that reliable guy that Ross needed. So I think he turned himself into a really big part of the bullpen we know they're volatile, so we don't know what's going to happen next season, but um, he looks like a pretty solid, trustworthy reliever in that bullpen. And for a guy that just hadn't put it all together prior to that, I think that's that's why I pick Yasta is he, he really improved and produced and contributed and did everything the Cubs needed him to do out of that bullpen. I like all those. Um, I would say Bellinger just because he's the everyday player who was there all the time, and without him, this team – you can – Whatever the war stat would have said, I would say they would have been at least seven or eight games worse than they they were without Cody Bellinger. Yeah, at least. At least. Um, you know who who is guaranteed acing it? Foco. Get fitted out with the best sports gear around. Hoodie, shoes, yep. signs, bobbleheads, everything in between. Aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags. Oh, man. They even have these overalls that we're told you can stick 13 Goose Islands in. You can put 13 beers in a pair of overalls. They also help us out with the set decorations. Always sweet. Great bobbleheads for all non-presale items. Go to foco.com, click the link in description, and for those presale items, use the promo non-presale items, use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. And don't forget, this fall, this winter, Fubo TV, 140 plus live channels of sports, shows, movies, and news, streaming live TV from any device, whether that's your phone, your tablet. You can stream it right to your TV. Start watching immediately with a free trial. No contract, no cable, no hassle. Just sign up and start watching. A thousand hours of cloud DVR included at no extra charge. Watch your local teams while traveling. You can see the Big Ten. You can see the Bears tonight. NFL Network and Red Zone included. Uh, watch all your favorite Chicago sports. Go to www.fubo.com slash chdo to sign up for the first month of Fubo Pro at 15% off. Um, all right, we'll do more tomorrow. We're going to try to have some guests in here next week. Corey oh, yeah. and Brendan, right, are going to be here tomorrow night? Tomorrow, tomorrow morning. same time. Tomorrow morning. I believe it at same 1.20 time. it'll go live. Oh, one twenty. Yeah. yeah. Right at one twenty. But, but we will, it won't be live. You yeah. won't be doing it live for a chat. No. So for Barb, we will not be Barb, live right. tomorrow. Barb, we'll ask there's tomorrow a show. We will watch. not be reading the chat because <laughs> yes. we can't see the future. But <laughs> yeah. we should be in the regular slot. I'm sure Brennan hasn't like started developing. That, he like, might, and, and AI. we'll, we'll yeah. be AI. Uh, Brendan could join the show. Yeah, I yeah. think we'll be on Fridays going forward here. So Monday well, through Friday, CHGO Cubs. Uh, Friday one twenty is always a vibe. Always Haven't vibe. mentioned this to you guys yet. Was going to. Uh oh. Max Bain next Tuesday. Next okay. Tuesday. Yeah. Old friend, my guy, old pi- old friend, uh, number one guest of the show, I think, yeah. right? Much, yeah, yeah. Oh, outside of Ben Zobers, no, I mean in terms of appearances. Oh, uh, it's true. Yeah, yeah. he's, he's up be there. like the third or, three, or fourth yeah. time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I just feel I I reached out to him, catch up with him. He spent the beginning of the year on the developmental list, and then went back to South Bend, and 
I'm a, I'm I'm still a believer. The guy's too nice of a dude to not be believe him. So, yeah. and he's a content machine. Yeah, he is content. Oh, also, I forgot, I forgot. I remember he like came into my show. Yeah. So it would be like the fourth time I think oh, he yeah, yeah. appeared on the show. The OGs know. Yeah. Uh, also, Jamer Candelario just posted on Instagram like a half hour ago, um, just posting a bunch of pictures, like wearing Cubs stuff, but just said going back to where it all started. Grateful for another opportunity this season. Great team, great fans, and great vibes. Glory to God, 2023 in the books. So, whether he's a Cub next year or not, I always liked him. It's a nice guy. J-Mo, J-Mo. Okay, uh, thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast. Big Bears game tonight. Enjoy that. Uh, until we see, Enjoy that. I'm ready to be Until Corey and Brendan on Friday, make sure you do one thing, and that is fly the W.